huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Yes, I am busy right now. Hey, what do you what do you need, guys? What do you need? Yeah, Sanders, you were like waving me down, and and I thought something was wrong. Are you okay? Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I just wanted to make sure. All right, I'm going. I'm going to get laundry. Is there anything you need? Time me. All right, thank you. All right, guys, sorry about that. Yeah, I, I've been kind of multitasking today. Oh, or what do you guys need? You waving? Miss Diane, you need something? All right, I'm going to get laundry, okay? Oh, okay. Tell mom I said hi. Hi, mom! I'm going to get laundry! Yeah, if you don't know this, my mom is in the hospital. And I know a lot of you guys are probably like, oh... You are such a bad son. You are such a bad family member because you're not being with your mom. Well, guess what? Uh, right now, with the coronavirus, I can't even go in and see her because she is all the way up in Gainesville, Florida at Shan's Hospital. So, yeah, what good does it do for me to go up and see her right now? Um, I'm going down to get some laundry. Oh, yeah, by the way, welcome to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Got a lot of great stuff coming up today. Got a great interview later on on today's show. On on today's show. Shouldn't really multi- Oh, dude, this place is starting to turn into a hippie convict or convent, not convict, convent. Because, you know, those hippies a while ago that I told you about that have the trolley car that they refurbished. Now there's like two other hippies, and I'm not talking like good hippies. These are like, oh my god, this woman needs to pin on a brawl. How you doing? Oh, you are. Are you decorating? Are you doing the painting? That I actually like the back of the lily pad right there. Very nice. All right, sorry to bother. Have a nice day. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of painting here. See, I, I'm getting I'm getting way off track. And see, I thought hippies were supposed to be nice and everything. She looked like she couldn't even be bothered. Yeah, shut the hell up. All right, so I promise once I get all this stuff done, go go check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. If you like to reach out, oh, yeah, my laundry has been so good. I've been telling my mom... Like, why do we not have as many socks as we used to? So I went through all the laundry, and oh my god, I hit the mother load of socks. So now I'm never, ever going to have to worry about where the hell the socks are again. Because I found socks aplenty. I should, I, you know, I could actually... Oh, man. See, this is the other thing that happens. My dad carries around paper towels in his pants all the time. 
does his nose runs and he hates it it runs like he just did a massive amount of cocaine and he leaves these he leaves these paper or napkins in his pants and when i go to wash he leaves them in there and they get washed up and they turn into nothing but the biggest biggest ball of lint happens every single time you would think i know a lot of you guys are like well why don't you check the pockets well guess what if they want linty clothes and if they don't want linty clothes then just stop putting the napkins in there <sighs> god i must sound like a raging lunatic the way that I'm all over the place, but I've been doing a lot of stuff. I'm having to be the caretaker now. So I'm doing that on top of doing my show. I was on a mediocre time with Tom and Dan today. Great time. Check out their website, TomAndDan.com. Uh, follow them on social media. Just search Tom and Dan. Great guys. Learned a lot. Worked with them in radio for almost 12 years at the beginning of my career. And and I really do like it that I get to go on their show all the time. So check it out. It'll be on a corporate time with Tom and Dan tonight on Real Radio 104.1 if you're in Orlando. Check it out. Uh, it's also on iHeartRadio. You know, maybe this is just a Southern thing, or maybe it's just all over the place. I, I really could not tell you because, you know, yeah, my parents have been sick a lot, especially my mom, but it is just crazy how the network of women step forward and bring food. It's like, listen, my mom is the best cook that I know, but I mean, am I saying that? I think all sons, Southern sons are going to say that about their mom. They're going to be like, yeah, mom cooks the best in the world because guess what? You want to start a fight? If you do not stand up for your mom's cooking, like seriously, those are fighting words. That that causes a lot of rifts between families. You know, I think that's maybe what the Hatfield and McCoys were over. You know, that, that famous one up in the hills. And the Appalachians. Yeah, that was that was all fought over what mother made the best biscuits and gravy. You know, the Hatfields are like, yep, my mom's uh, biscuits and gravies are the best. And then McCoy's are like, fuck you, Hatfields. My mama's uh, biscuits and gravies are the best. And that's how that whole feud started. Now, I will say this. My friend, my mom's friend, Louise. Oh, had to had to hit the gas there trying to do a podcast and drive anyways i i had to go in uh to my mom's friend's louise's house went over there because she made dinner tonight she made this uh goulash stuff and louise i know a lot of you guys are like goulash how the hell could you eat goulash goulash is really really good now when you when i hear goulash i'm i automatically think russian like is where where is goulash from is it like from Russia or one of those European countries, whatever it may be, or is goulash. Goulash could be like something you would get from the Middle East, but I really don't think it would be from the Middle East. I'd like to hear from you. Email me, tuttle at gmail.com. Where the fuck does goulash come from? But yes, but all the ladies, they're always coming by, wanting to check in. 
Now, there's two things. They're either trying to get gossip, they're wanting to find out what's really, really going on, or, or there are some single ladies at the Hobo Fish Camp. Maybe, and I'm not making jokes, so guys, don't get mad at me. I'm not saying this is the case, but I just like to lay it all out on the line here. I'm being honest. I think that's why people like listening to this podcast. I think that's why people like listening to me on the radio. Now, could these ladies be vying for the top dog, the next line in succession, if something did um, end up happening to my mom? God forbid. Yes, trust me. I would hate to see it. But maybe, maybe some of these women are getting in line to see who my next stepmom is. Well, not next stepmom. My first stepmom would be. Who is going to be next in line to get the uncircumcised uh, penis of my dad? And trust me, I've not seen my dad's dick, but he's told me. My dad was older, grew up, was born at home, by the way. So why would any of you guys think that he would be circumcised? The guy has an aardvark. He's got the, the the little turtleneck sweater around the head of his penis. And I hope you're not pulling out in front of me. This is goddamn Oak Hill, one of the smallest towns in Volusia County, and you're trying to pull out in front of me. So I'm going to pick up that food. You know, if, if, if I was a betting person, I, I would have to say Louise. So Louise, she is like, I don't even know what you call it, RN? And RN, what is the nurse that can write prescriptions? Because that that is what Louise is. So that would actually be good for my my dad. If, God forbid, my mom does go in the other direction and makes a turn for the worse. Yeah, Louise. Louise would be great. My dad's diabetes. My dad's always sick or falling or, get, you know, something happening to him. Of course, a top dog nurse would be the best case scenario. But there's also some other women that are making some great dishes, some great sweets, even though they look good. I haven't eaten any of them because I've turned into a maniac when it comes into dieting. But yeah, I mean, we, we might have to do this. You know, what would be even better? Everybody, everybody loves The Bachelor. Could you imagine if I produce a hobo fish camp version of but it wouldn't be the bachelor what what do you what do you call a man a widow hey god i'm gonna have to look all this up if i was gonna do this the whole monologue you would think that i would know all the correct words but i guess we'll say that the widow the widow it has that whole play. everybody is wanting to see the next black widow movie which should have came out damn you covid took away a Marvel movie. I don't even think we've had a Marvel movie this year. When was the last time that we have not had a mother effing Marvel movie? I'm going to have to look into that. But could you imagine a white trash hobo fish camp called The Widow? And guys, I know a lot of you guys are going to be mad or get upset. Oh, you shouldn't be joking about your mom. No. I want her to be fine. But I also, I also have to come up with contingency plans when it comes to all this stuff. So tell me, would you guys, what network do I even shop this to? What network do I pitch the widow 
two, where it's a bunch of uh, gray-haired snowbirds trying to get into and and check out my pops, who's done quite well for himself when it comes to investments. So that's the update, guys. I'm back. I need to feed my dad, and I'll keep you updated. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. On the line with me right now is Dave Ebert. Dave, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, man. I'm really excited to uh, to chat with you and uh, be a part of the show. And let's be honest, my my producer is going to hate this vulture, but this is like the third time we've already started recording this. So, you know, hopefully this is going to be a little bit better. But Dave, what's up, buddy? Any relation to um, the movie reviewer Ebert? No, not at all. Uh, my dad was actually adopted. So uh, even if there was relation, there wouldn't be real relation. But so, ironically, um, did, he, did, he t- did he take the name of his adoptive, adopted parent? Yes. Uh, so uh, Ebert is uh, the adoptive family name. Um, and uh, there is some kind of uh, a trait because one thing that Roger Ebert was known for was having a very bent thumb. And uh, I know that we're an audio podcast, but I'm showing you right now to my camera that I have the Ebert bent thumb. So I don't know if that means we would are somehow be, related. Would this be considered a bent thumb? Yeah, you kind of got the same uh, bent thumb. Because uh, Roger Ebert gave an interview where he talked about how it was bent specifically because that way he could get all the butter in the bottom of the popcorn. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Now, let me ask you, um, did, do you know if Ebert and them, did they have the two thumbs up thing like trademarked or do you know? I have no idea, and I hope not because I use it quite often as a punchline because, hey, I'm an Ebert. I give that two thumbs way, way up. And uh, that's actually uh, what I told my wife on our first date. I gave her two thumbs way, way up, and the rest is history. So, uh, Dave (laughs) Ebert, Dave Ebert on the line with me right now. Dave, tell people if they want to check out your material, if they want to check out your podcast, whatever you're doing content-wise, tell people what is the best way to be able to check you out. Uh, I'm on uh, the Facebook, uh, which uh, I think I spend way too much time on there. Uh, for my podcast, it's called Gifts for Glory, which is all about uh, talking uh, with people who are, are Christians that are using their gifts to uh, make an impact in the world. And that's at Gifts for Glory. Um, that's the number four. So at Gifts for Glory. And then I also do uh, improv comedy uh, with a troupe called Wellverse Comedy. And you can find us on Facebook as well at Wellverse CMDY. And uh, that's where you can find our videos, our, our material, our memes, uh, the random things that I like to post just to uh, to spice up the world a, get, a little bit. So that's uh, pretty much the where we're at is uh, 
we're on social media like everybody else, especially during the pandemic. Now, Dave, Dave, I, I, I want to talk about this. And, and a lot of comedians, they tried to push the envelope, okay? And, and you brought up Christianity and, and all that stuff. Now, tell people a little bit about, and, and I, because I, I don't think I could do it justice. Um, you are a comedian, but you are currently uh, studying to become a pastor or you are a pastor. Can, can you uh, kind of clear that up a little bit? Sure. Uh, my wife and I are both uh, credentialed ministers in the Assemblies of God, and mm-hmm. uh, we've been uh, um, doing children's ministry in our church um, uh, for a few years. And uh, as far as the comedy goes, uh, I'd use comedy as a way to uh, to bring a light into the world because uh, I believe that you know Jesus laughed. I believe that God has a sense of humor, and I think it's really important, especially in this day and age, to have comedy that's safe for everybody to enjoy together without having to worry about being offensive or crossing the line or, um, you know, using words that you have to explain to your kids afterwards. Uh, we just, uh, we do clean comedy as a way to, uh, either open the door to do ministry, uh, or we, uh, use it as a way just to, uh, make the world a little bit better, at least for half hour, hour at a time. Now, Listen, I, I, Dave, I don't want you to think that because I believe in a higher power. Do I believe in exactly what it is? I really do not know. Does that, does that make me a bad person though? No, it uh, means that uh, you're seeking and uh, it's not, you, there, the Bible tells us that we're all bad and that's why we need a savior. Uh, we're all people who make mistakes, who hurt other people who do wrong things. Um, mm. the, the, the definition of good is very relative depending on if you're using the biblical example or if you're using human example. So as a man, man to man, me and you, I'm like, no, you're, you're not a bad person because you don't believe the same thing I believe. But I also believe in the Bible, which tells us that we're all bad. And that's why we need a savior because we need somebody that can right our wrongs that we can't do on our own. I, just, I don't know if that makes now, sense. No, no, it, it does make sense. See, I don't I don't want people to think that I do not do my research on things because I do like, you know, like I read the Bible. I know the basics of it, but I am also turned off when it comes to organized religion. Uh, it's just the way that I've always been because I am a victim of childhood trauma. I've, I've dealt with that stuff. And, and, and the reason that I've been completely turned off about organized religion is what the Catholic church has been able to get away with for decades. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I just get turned off by, it. I get turned off when I see a guy like Joel Osteen, you know, driving around and, and million, you know, living in million dollar homes, driving around in stretch limousines, own private jets, thousand uh, dollar suits, uh, you know, it just turns me off. It, it just does. And that's one of the problems with, with the faith walk is that there are too many humans that mess it up. And it's, it's like the way I, I explain it is it's, it's very hard to do, but the way I, my plea is, don't judge a perfect God by imperfect people because there are broken, 
flawed, mistaken people all over. And you know, Catholic Church, uh, independent churches, uh, you you may have heard of uh, in Chicago, uh, Willow Creek, the, their legendary pastor fell into some problems. Uh, there are other pastors like Joel Osteen, you mentioned, that organized religion has a huge problem, and that's the broken people that that run it. Um, you, too much power, too little accountability causes so many problems. Uh, Willow Creek here in the Chicagoland area, you know, they fell into some some trouble with uh, their legendary lead pastor. Uh, you brought up Joel Osteen. He's uh, somebody that sets a really bad example uh, by living such a high life and not really doing the work that ministry ministers are called to. Like so, during the hurricane, during the hurricane, I, I forget what hurricane they had in Houston there. He didn't even open up the doors to his his ministry mm-hmm. to for for people to seek shelter. And I I do think that in his defense, his church was in the floodplain, so he was more concerned that if people were there, they could get trapped. Um, I think that that was a situation, but it, it certainly there are examples where he could do more to serve the community instead of serving himself. And I don't even know if I call him a Christian pastor because in the Bible, I am is a name of God. I, mm. But Joel Hosteen wrote a book, said The Power of I Am, and it's about oh. me. It's about self, you know, self-help. And it's like, you can't be a pastor and use the term I am and refer to people as the I am because that's completely against the Bible. And I think Joel Hosteen's a wonderful motivational speaker. But I do not qualify him as a pastor of the of the Bible or of God, uh, because he is so off track on so many ways. All right. So, as a comedian, do you do any religious related routines or 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 content? Like, I mean, can you make jokes about things related to the Bible without being disrespectful to the Word of God? I think you can. Um, where, where we do improv, we shy away from doing biblical improv because where it's off the cuff, you can't edit yourself. So you could cross into that heresy or cross into that disrespect if of the word. The, but if you have the Holy Spirit in you, though, and God is speaking through you, how how can anything be offensive? that you're doing you you see what i'm saying like sure. if, you, if you've got the trinity in you how can anything that that you're saying be offensive because god you have the holy spirit you have god in you how can any of that be offensive it's uh it's very simple uh, you look and uh just you know going into scripture here's peter in, and i can't remember the exact location in the bible but in one minute jesus is saying on this rock on you peter i'm going to build the church and then a few verses later, he's like, get behind me, Satan. So here's Peter right there with Jesus, having Jesus in his face, and he's make, still making mistakes. So Is it is, wrong that when you mention Peter, all I can think is like rock hard? That's all that I can think of. I'm sorry. I know that's a bad joke, by the way. But what I'm saying, though, is like that's the type of jokes that I would be trying to do. And I, I'm sure like I would be casted out uh, out of the flock if, if I made jokes like that. It depends on what the ministry aim is. Like us, we are, we want to be PG or G-rated comedy so everybody can enjoy it together. Uh, there are comedians that are Christian that push that envelope because they want to make people uncomfortable, make people think 
And, you know, that's okay. It, that's their ministry, what they're called to do. But with our improv team, we are specifically clean for all ages. So we don't want any innuendo. We don't want things that, like I said earlier, that you will have to explain to your five-year-old kid later on. Because we've mm-hmm. had people of all ages at our shows to have fun together. And that's not something you get a lot of. Most comedy you have to be 16 or older to really be able to be safely there. Um, our mission is to bring entire families from age five to 105 together. And so, it, it, like I said, it depends on what your goal is. Is your goal to, uh, to kind of rub people and try to get them uncomfortable so that they'll start to talk about certain things? Mm-hmm. Or is your job uh, and calling to go out there and just to bring comedy for everybody? And uh, so you want to th- know, know what I find offensive? And I don't know, have you ever been to Holy Land in Orlando? I've never been. I, I've been by there a few times and thought about going, but I've never actually uh, been able to be there. What's offensive is when they do their reenactment. Right now, they're not doing it during COVID. But what's offensive when kids are all around is when the Romans are leading the actor that is Jesus Christ through the streets of this uh, theme park, beating him and whipping him as he's carrying a cross. And they got fake blood and all this stuff. And I'm like, there's kids around here. Yes. Yeah, and you know, I think that uh, parents have the, um, the knowledge ahead of time of what they're going to see. So if they don't think their kids are ready to see that, they have the option of not going. But I think that because their goal is to, for realism and for grit, it, they want to show that Jesus was really beaten because the Romans were effective at torture and murder. And I don't think mm. that you can tell the story accurately by trying to sugarcoat it and say, oh, well, he was just nailed to the cross and he just died a couple hours later. No, he was. He, oh, no, it was pretty bad. It, I mean, the Romans were dicks. Yeah, they, they were they were terrible and they were efficient. And that is you know part of the, the beauty of the story of Jesus is there's no way Jesus survived the crucifixion. So when he was resurrected, that in of itself was a miracle because mm-hmm. there's no way he would have survived. And mm-hmm. I think the be, being able to be real with what he went through, and that's what was so powerful about the Passion of the Christ uh, when Mel Gibson released that. In uh, are you going to watch the sequel? Are you going to watch the sequel? I'm planning on it. Uh, I I don't now, know much about the plot, but I definitely want to uh, check it out. It's supposed to be about the resurrection. Sure. And and I'm not sure how far they're going if they're just going for the day of the resurrection because. The Passion of the Christ was really about the last 12 hours of Jesus' life. And mm-hmm. I, I wonder what the full plot is of the resurrection, if they're going from the resurrection all the way to the ascension where he goes back to heaven, or if it's just from the time he died to the time he rises. So I do mm-hmm. want to check out and see what the, the storyline will be, but I definitely am going to see the movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see it. Now, Like, are you one of those people that can separate the art from the person, because I mean, I mean, if you look at well, what Mel Gibson has done and some of the horrible things he's done, like, I mean, how do you separate it? I mean, if, if he's supposed to be this Christian guy and some of the stuff that he said to his wife at the time or girlfriend or the mother of his children, I mean, that's, that's some pretty crappy things he said. Yeah, absolutely. And in some ways there, um, there is a, a, a like a taint or you know like <laughs> yeah. a, a, a devaluing because of who was attached to it 
But mm-hmm. I also think that God can redeem anything. Um, I mean, you look at the greatest writer of the New Testament, Paul, he spent years killing and persecuting other, you know, persecuting Christians before he even became a Christian. So his, the things that he wrote had, had, a, had a similar taint because of what uh, he had done. I mean, pre- you are a comedian because you keep throwing that word taint in there. So um, I, I just keep hearing that. And I'm like, oh, ha yes, he's got it. <laughs> well, I'm talking not, not, not about the male body part. I'm talking oh, about, right, I am talking about you know, the, vi- the pollution of, of some of uh-huh. these um was so yeah. hitler what if hitler was a christian would have god forgiven him here's the thing uh in his leadership of germany during that era there was mm-hmm. no fruit that would say suggest he was he even knew who jesus was mm-hmm. um he, he would be somebody that i would classify as a false christian okay. now here's the, here's the thing if in that bunker before he took his own life which I do believe suicide is a sin, but I do believe that is also a forgivable sin. Okay. Um, and that's a deep theological discussion. But if he had repented in that bunker and accepted Jesus Christ in a full turnabout way, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross is sufficient that he could have been forgiven. Did Even he- after killing six million Jews. It's the same as Paul killing the th- hundreds that he killed. He was forgiven, and Jesus. I mean, a six million to a hundred is a is a big difference. Yeah. However, in God's economy, sin is sin. Anything that separates you from God is, is of the same value because all sin uh, is payable by death, and that death is either your own or the death that Christ uh, paid on the cross. All right, man. Well, listen, I, Dave, I, I hope that you don't think like, because these are all questions that I have. Like I said, I believe in a higher power. I don't, I don't judge anybody. Like, I don't want you to think like I'm judging you for what you believe. I don't judge anybody for what they believe ever at all, but I just have questions and I don't think people ask enough questions. And and here's the thing. um, If you look at the book of Psalms, Half of the book of Psalms is David or whoever's writing at that time is complaining to God about things not, not making sense or where are you, God? And that's the thing. God can accept questions. He's got broad shoulders. He's, he's got big ears. He can hear and receive questions, and it's okay to ask, and it really is okay to pursue knowledge and understanding. But God does is, God does God get mad at me for asking these questions? Is he going to be like, oh, you know what? You're not a believer. You doubted me. You know what? Screw you, Tuttle. You you doubted me. No, not at all. Uh, the the only thing that he asks is that when you've got your answers, you make a decision. Decide. Is there an unforgivable? Is there an unforgivable sin though? There's something called blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It's not something I fully understand. But that is the only unforgivable sin. And if you worry about committing that, you probably haven't. Uh, Because I believe it's something where you fully, completely turned your heart against God and any higher power. And if you've committed it, you don't care about it. So if you're worried about an unforgivable sin, I think you're okay. All right. Hey, man, Dave, I really appreciate the time. Tell people once again where they can check out all of your content. Sure. Uh, we're at, uh, at gifts for glory. It's a podcast and, uh, it's at gifts, the number four glory. And then you can find our comedy team at well-versed comedy. Uh, it's spelled at well-versed C M D Y. And, uh, we're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
All right, man. Have a wonderful night, Dave. And I would like to have you on again, man. And and I hope you're doing well during everything that's going on in this year of 2020. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I'd love to. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Okay, guys, last segment of the day. And I know this is going to sound very morning zoo-ish, hackish type radio, but I want to talk about this. I, I've talked about Apple. Apple, Apple has fallen apart since Steve Jobs. Now, I, I don't remember this when Steve Jobs was in control, but there's two bones to pick, and I know it's very, very minor stuff, but when it comes to Apple, their headphones... And I think they do this on purpose because they want you to buy the AirPod. AirPods this, AirPods that. They now have like a $200 pair of iPod Maxes that are over-ear headphones. So what? I mean, I, I've really never gotten that. Didn't they sign this big, big deal with uh, the Beats, Dre Beats? And now it just seems like they're like, screw you, Dr. Dre. We're going to come out with our own uh, AirPod headphones. Now, a lot of you people are like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth. You are not going to get the same sound quality over a Bluetooth signal than what you could hardwired in. Uh, you guys are nothing but a bunch of sheep that think that, oh, just because it's wireless, it's so much cooler. Uh, no, it's it's really, really not. But. Uh, if you have the earbuds that have wires on them, stick those mother effort things in your pocket for about 20 seconds. And by the time you pull it out, it's going to be a rat nest. Good luck trying to get those goddamn things untangled. Now, what I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if it's just me, but the USB cables, and it could be just all USB cables in general, because uh, they only go in one way. I don't understand why they couldn't have made a USB plug that no matter if it's upside upside right or upside down, that it's going to plug into the little cube or whatever it may be. Because I'm telling you right now, the laws of averages, you, like every single time I try to charge my phone and when I plug the USB in, it's never the right side to be able to go in directly. I do not give a care, and I'm not exaggerating. Every single time I try to plug in my phone into that little bitty USB cube, that mother effer is never goes in the first time. And is it just me? Maybe I just have bad luck. Maybe, maybe I made the right choice <clears throat> by not playing the lottery ever because I, I think it's a waste of time. 
Because if I can try to charge my goddamn phone every single time and it never works the first time around, then maybe I just have bad luck or this happens to everybody. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Sorry about another short show today, but guys, I'm kind of dealing with a lot of stuff. I hope you guys understand, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Cam. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out Vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents... Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, what's going on?